0: Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for this opportunity to learn the Word of God. Tonight, we pray that the Holy Spirit will move in a mighty way and powerful way. Tonight, we pray that the Spirit will reveal the Word of God so we can grow and mature in our faith. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Psalm chapter 1, excuse me, in Psalm chapter 91, verse 1, we read, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Last night, we saw the importance of us as believers individual to be in our secret place of the Most High, a place of prayer, of praise, and word. We also saw the importance of all of us as believers in Jesus, the church, plural, unbelievers, church in singular. For us to gather in this place, our secret place of the Most High. We are to remember to assemble together. So we can worship the Lord. So we can praise the Lord so we can be in prayer and so we can receive the Word of God. This is what the Lord wants and this is what the Lord expects from each and every one of us. Now, the key to the secret place of the Most High is going to be not just a sitting. And trying to think of things to pray. It's not going to be about us. Wondering what we are seeing in the word of God. And it will not be about. How we praise. And worship the Lord. The secret place of the most high. It must be about establishing. A relationship between ourselves and the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit. The key part of the secret place of the Most High is a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son. In 1 John chapter 1, we see the following. This is our scriptural proof of the importance of fellowship. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, that means to live in A sinful lifestyle. We lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, that means living our life following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. As He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, Christ His Son, cleanses us from all sins. For the purpose of this message tonight, we need to understand the importance of a fellowship relationship with God the Father and Jesus the Son. If you look to the Old Testament, I can think of four people who are known. For their relationship with God. The first one was Adam. Yes. I know what happened at the end. I know about what happened. With the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But I also know that prior to that. Adam had. One of the strongest fellowship relationships. With God the father. What we see. In first John chapter one. Adam runs into in the garden. The next three are some of the most famous people in the Bible. When we look at Abraham, we see the word friend of God used. Why? Because he had a close personal relationship with God the Father. Everywhere he went, He set up a place of worship. One of the more famous scenes would be right before the events of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah where the Lord and Abraham had the discussion about starting with 50 and then working its way down to 10 righteous people. Why could Abraham had that discussion with the Lord at that time. Because the relationship started decades earlier. This is not a case of the Lord showing up, boom, let's have the discussion. Abraham and the Lord had been in discussion and in fellowship long before this moment. And because the relationship was developed, God and Abraham could have a real discussion. Are we still here? When we look at Moses, if you read through Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, you will see... An in-depth discussion on a continual basis between God and Moses. Over the case of a little over 40 years, we see the Lord and Moses in a deep discussion. Moses was very comfortable talking to the Lord. It began at the burning bush, and it continued for the rest of his life. When we look at David, we see a man who is listed as a man after God's own heart. The proof of this is really more in the Psalms than it is in 1 and 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles. In the Psalms, we see a David, and it is clear that he has a deep personal relationship with the Father, very close. Some of the prophecies that he receives is because he has this close personal relationship with the Lord. Are we still here? If you look at the prophets of the Old Testament, Samuel, what was the first thing he learned about the Lord? He learned his voice. Because as a prophet, Samuel would be in discussion with the Lord. He had a discussion before Saul. The Lord even consoled Samuel regarding the choice of Saul at the beginning when the people decided to choose a king. When it came to David, there was this running conversation. No, not him. No, not him. A running conversation developed because of the strong fellowship relationship Samuel had with the Lord. If you look at all the prophets. If you look at an Elijah or an Elijah. If you look at an Isaiah or a Jeremiah. If you look at an Ezekiel or a Daniel or a Hosea or an Amos or a Joel or any of the prophets. Those who wrote and those who were written about. It is clear They have a close fellowship relationship with the Father. I will say this. I do not think it is possible for one to be truly a minister without having a close personal relationship with the Father and the Son. Are we still here? Now let's look. At this, through the eyes of the New Testament. The perfect example being who? Jesus. From the moment we see his ministry begin. When God the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We see a consistent relationship between the Father and the Son. But not only that. We see a strong fellowship relationship between the Son and His believers, especially the disciples, the women who traveled with Him. Jesus had a close, personal, fellowship relationship With each and every one of them. He knew them. He talked with them. They were, yes, friends. If you look in the book of Acts, we see the same thing. Strong fellowship relationships between the Father and the Son and the believers. Now, what makes this possible? In this age of grace, the reason why we can have a close fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son is one. Jesus died on the cross, settling the sin debt once and for all. Old man dies. New man comes to life. Why? Raised. From the dead. Jesus' resurrection. Then the spirit enters into us. And at that point the father and the son are inside of us. As is the spirit. Listen to what we're saying. Because of this inner relationship. We can have a strong fellowship relationship. With the Godhead. More than any other time in history. If you look at what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. Let me get there real fast. Philippians chapter 3. A simple line at the start of the verse. Which says what? Philippians chapter 3. Verse 10. That I may know him. What was Paul seeking? He was seeking a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son. Look at it this way. In that chapter, Paul talks about everything he gave up to be a follower of Jesus. But I do not want us really to focus on what we would give up. In having a fellowship relationship with Jesus. We need to look at the benefits. Of having a fellowship relationship with Jesus. But not in the sense of. What I can get out of the Godhead. Just by having a fellowship relationship. No. We enter into a fellowship relationship, to have fellowship, to be close, to be, yes, friends. We saw the term used with Abraham. We saw the term used with Moses. We have the spirit inside of us. We can have this type of relationship. Sometimes when we enter into these things, It's like entering in with strings attached. When we enter into a fellowship relationship, there should be no strings on our part. But here's the thing. When we enter into a true fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit, things will begin to change in the church in our lives, let's look at the relationship between believers. Why can we have fellowship one with another? Because we first have a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. Why can we love our neighbors as ourselves? Why? Can we love our enemy? Because we first had a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. In order to have a positive relationship with anyone on this earth, that will last the long haul. We must start by being in a fellowship Relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. Let's look at prayer. Without a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit, we're just staring at the wall. We're staring, wondering what to say beyond our basic list of prayer requests. How do we handle ourselves? How do we do this? It begins with the relationship being intact. The same with praise and worship. Our praise and our worship will not even get past the ceiling if we are not in a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. In order for our praise and our worship to be beautiful in the eyes and ears of the Lord, we must be in a fellowship relationship with Him first. At that point, we are talking not at a wall, but talking directly to the Father and the Son, to the Spirit. At that point, when we are singing or testifying... When we are witnessing about Jesus, it becomes powerful and effective. Why? Because we are now praying to the one we know, singing to the one we know, talking about the one we know. When you know someone, you will be much more strong and assertive And what you're doing. Because it's no longer about a stranger. It's about a close, personal friend that you're having fellowship with. Let's look at the offering basket tonight. Why can we give our tithes an offering and seed? It should not be because of a massive guilt trip on our part. We don't believe in massive guilt trips. We give because we love the Lord. We are in a fellowship relationship with God the Father and Jesus the Son through the Spirit. And because that fellowship relationship is there, we can give to the Father and the Son through the church. The same with service. There will be times when you will be asked to take part in the service. For many, the congregation, lifting up holy hands, singing unto the Lord, giving in the offering, cleanup days, being here, attentive listeners, To the word of God. Why. Do we do this. Because we have a. Fellowship relationship. Between the father and the son. Through the spirit. For those. Who are blessed with musical skills. It isn't to entertain the audience. Or just to. Kill time. Or enjoy themselves. No. It's about the personal relationship. They are playing to the one they love and adore. The personal relationship needs to be there first. There is a reason why so many musicians float through the church and float out the door. It's because they do not have a personal relationship with the Father and the Son. If they had a personal relationship, they would stay in the church and not flew out into the world because they are applying to the one that they love and adore, the one they are in fellowship with. The same with being an usher. The same with whatever role we have in the church. Same with ministry. Why should a minister be up here? Yes, saving souls. Yes, discipling the believers. But it starts with what the Spirit is sharing with us. It comes from the Father and the Son. The word that's given to us. First, it is given in a fellowship relationship setting. Secret place of the Most High. Then, with enthusiasm, we are sharing with you what the Father and the Son, through the Spirit, has revealed and given to us for you. That means, when you are an active listener, you are receiving the message from the one you are in fellowship with the one you adore, the one you worship. All of this is tied together with a fellowship, relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. Are we still here? Let's go a little further. The book of 1 Corinthians Chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that ye were Gentiles. Let's replace the word Gentile with sinners. You know that ye were sinners carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Before I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God... Caused Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. In other words, we were once sinners. We now believe in the Christ across the resurrection. The Spirit has revealed to us who Jesus is. We can believe with the heart and confess with the mouth that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the one who shed His blood The one whom God raised from the dead, giving us life now and into eternity. Are we together on this? The beginning of a fellowship relationship, I better make this point clear, is being saved. Are we together on that one? Unless you are saved, it is impossible to have a fellowship relationship. But now that you are saved, you can have a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. Now, the Spirit will lead you into being baptized with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because as part of the fellowship relationship between us, the Father and the Son... We want everything that the Father is giving us. We love the Father so much. We love the Son so much that we are willing to be baptized with the Holy Ghost because of the love we have for the Father and the Son. That can go with water baptism. Why? Because we love the one we adore so much, the one we're in fellowship with, that we're willing to obey Him. Same with the table of the Lord. Same with everything that Jesus has asked us to do through the Spirit. Now, everything ultimately in chapter 12, it really begins with the fellowship relationship between the believers and the Father and the Son. Verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. So what do we have here? We have Jesus the Son. As the administrator. We have God the Father as the operator. And we have the Holy Spirit as the manifester. All three have a specific role in the main part of this chapter. The gifts of the Spirit. Now, I want us to think of these nine gifts. In term of one grouping. All nine gifts are part of one group. Known as the power of the Holy Ghost. Are we still here? All nine are power. I know in trying to make things easy to learn. Well meaning people try to divide them into groups of three. The spirit was driving home the point the last few days. They are a group of one that has nine parts. All are part of the power of God. Every single one. Yet where does this start? With a knowing of the administrator, operator, and manifester of the gifts. In other words, it begins in the secret place of the Most High. This is where it begins. Look at it this way. God the Father is looking at various people. Who is he going to use? I know it's easy to say Christians... And that is the first part of it. He will use a Christian. But also, how many remember the words to the hymn, Keep on the firing line? I think it's verse 3. God will only use the soldier he can trust. Personal example. In a teaching situation. I was an advisor. Of the school academic teams. In that role. We raised our own budget. So. I saw the kids. And they worked hard. And they gained my trust. I knew who I could trust. In various situations. Well Mr. Why are you using so and so? Because. I trusted them. It wasn't that I did not trust the other person. But I knew the other person so well from our experiences that I knew I could trust that person. The Lord works the same way. The Lord will work the gifts through those he can trust. Now, understand, everyone who believes in the Christ, the cross, the resurrection, those who believe that Jesus is Lord, the Son of the living God, yes, they are saved. But so many Christians, they have no fellowship, relationship with the Father and the Son. When asked to be in church, they find something else to do on occasion. When it's time to read the Word, it's time to check that phone. When it is time to praise the Lord, well, i got to go somewhere. What is the Lord finding out in those situations? Who He can trust and who He cannot trust. Those who are easily distracted. The Spirit, can He trust them at various situations? Who are the ones that the Lord will trust? He will trust those whom he has developed a relationship with. If you look at the stories of great Christians, let's concentrate, as a Pentecostal church, on the Pentecostal movement. I can give you name after name, after name, after name, after name. And they are in their prayer closets. Not once until he received the power. They are consistently there. I'll go with this one account. I was watching, reading about David Wilkerson. And at one point in his ministry... Well, after the events of the cross and the switchblade, he felt something was lacking with his walk with the Lord. He pulled off the road and he did a self-assessment. Then he came to this conclusion. He had slipped away from being in the secret place of the Most High. His time of being in fellowship with the Lord had dwindled down because he got so busy. This is something that could happen to anyone. Let's not pretend like it can't. We can get so busy, we forget what it took to get us to the point where we were to begin with. Once he returned To the secret place. Once he returned to the point where he was back in the word on a consistent basis in in fellowship with the Lord. Working on his fellowship relationship with the Lord. The ministry begins to move in a new direction. The one that would lead to Times Square Church in New York in a different direction because he returned to the place where the power flows. The power begins in the place of fellowship, the Father and the Son through the Spirit, in the nine gifts of the Spirit. It begins In the prayer closet. It begins in the secret place. Developing the fellowship relationship. Between the Father and the Son and ourselves through the Spirit. It continues there. Over and over again. Why are we in the secret place? It is to have fellowship with the Father and the Son. Why does the Father and the Son allow the Spirit to manifest gifts to believers? He does so because these are the ones he can trust, because they're the ones in the secret place of the Most High, developing the relationship with the Father and the Son. We want to see the gifts. The thing is, really our first goal should be to develop the relationship with the Father and the Son. And then all these things will be added unto you. Remember what we see in the Bible. Jesus is clear. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. In English. Develop a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. Then all these things Things shall be added unto you. Denying gifts of the spirit. They will be added. To those who are in the secret place. We know what Peter said in Acts 2. About dreams and visions. Well they are not going to happen. To anyone who is not. In the secret place of the most high. When they are In. The secret place of the Most High. Developing this fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son. These things will begin to happen. But only when we are in a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son. Let's talk about the church as we wind this down. As a church. When we arrive in one Accord, not a Honda, but in complete unity to worship, to pray, to praise, to give, to serve, to listen. When we are in one accord, in fellowship with the Father and the Son, then this Spirit will begin to operate in a mighty way. Only when the believers are in one accord, in a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son, will the Spirit begin to operate, touching life. Leading souls to Jesus, blessing the offering, multiplying the seed, operating the gifts of the Spirit through the believers in the church. We walk through this door, and when we stand and begin to service at that point for the rest of the service it needs to be about a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. This is what church is all about. And when the fellowship relationship is present, will the Father and the Son through the Spirit will be in operation in a place where all are in communication and in fellowship with Him. Where does all of this begin? In the secret place of the Most High. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, meaning we are in The presence of the Almighty. Because we have a fellowship relationship with the Father and the Son through the Spirit. Where we go? Fellowship relationship. Everything else will follow afterward. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's stand across the church this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.